If he wants to move on and not date you because you're unwilling to have sex with him before you even have a relationship with him, he's not the right one for you. And that's okay. It's called sorting through. If you're out there in the dating world, you've got to sort through quickly. He doesn't have the same value as me. He doesn't respect my value. He doesn't respect my boundaries. So move on. And if he's just willing to say, nope, he's just not the right one. And good to know that up front. Welcome to the Danielle Hage Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So welcome, Danielle. Thank you. So glad you're here today because we're going to talk about something that's going around the internet. I don't even know too much about it. It's the high value woman. So you yes. are going to give us the true 10 qualities of a high value woman. Talk yes. to us about that. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't know where people are getting their information about high value men, high value women, but this is what I believe a true high value woman is. I don't think a man sets a woman's value. I think a woman sets her value and knows her value. So we're going to give you 10 different things. Number yeah. one, she knows who she is in the eyes of God, meaning she knows her creator. She knows her value and her worth in the eyes of God, meaning she, if she, in order to know who you are in the eyes of God means that you have to seek him. Yeah, You have to seek him. Yeah. And a woman who knows who she is in the eyes of God, it gives her a security and a confidence yeah. of just being a woman. Yeah. So I think that's really, really important. Okay. Uh, number. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, is there anything growing up as we're raising children? I'm interested in this because I'm raising three yes. girls and one yes. who's almost a teenager. Yeah. So even growing up, how do I help them exude, understand who they are yeah. in their in the eyes of God? Yeah. And I think just you know for especially for young kids doing those regular devotionals yeah. like that you're already doing and having it be a conversation around the house. Yeah. You know, it's not just going to church, but you know, putting it on a level that they can understand, knowing um teaching your daughters knowing to know their worth. Here's how God made you. Yeah. Here's what a godly woman is. Here's how a godly woman lives. Here's what a godly wife will be like yeah. one day. Yeah. And just kind of starting to instill those little yeah. seeds in yeah. them as as young girls. Oh, it's been so fun having those little conversations yeah. with them, talking about, you know, their own personality types and how, you know, because they're all very, yeah. all three different. of them are very different. Yes. And even talking to them like, okay, someday when you start to date and right. a man starts pursuing you for marriage, you're, you're going to want to look for a man that's maybe yeah. got this type of personality that's going to fit a little bit more. Yeah. And also just in their everyday lives, celebrating their uniqueness. Yes. You know, they have yes. some quirks. They have some funny things about them. Um, and I don't want them being whitewashed against social media thinking, right. I need to be like everybody else. Right. I need to be like this. I can celebrate the uniqueness that God has put absolutely, in me. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good. So number two, a high value woman exudes a joy of life that comes from being confident in who she is. So a woman who knows her worth and her value and is confident, she's she's happy. You know, she likes who she is. And so I think that's really important. And, you know, one of the main qualities that men say they find irresistible about women is a woman who is confident. Yeah. It doesn't mean she has to be confident in every area of her life, but she can even have the confidence to say, you know, 
I'm a little insecure in this area yeah. or I'm a little insecure. I don't really feel good about, you know, um, myself in certain certain aspects yeah. of life, yeah. but I'm working on it yeah. kind of thing. So I'm not saying she's perfect or she's confident in everything, but the 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 path that she's on, yeah. she has a confidence and she, and she says she's happy. Yeah. And that's another thing about what men will say makes women attractive, women who are happy. Yeah. Like upset women, sad women, depressed women um, don't have a great effect on men. You yeah. know, men like being around happy women. And if they're upset, a man usually wants to know, like, what did I do? Am I in trouble? How can I yeah. fix that? How can I help you? So I think just having that confidence, knowing who you are in God, helps you to walk through life yeah. with a certain joy in your life. When I hear you talk to you, it makes me think that she's also confident and happy with who she is and content being with herself. Yes. I yeah. think, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I had this moment in life where I did not have this teaching, yeah. then started to get this teaching and changed my life completely before I got married. And there was that time where I was not any of these qualities, but I also did not like being with myself. Yeah. Wow. I always had to be around people. Wow. I always had to be because it, yeah. I just did not have that true right. happiness, that true joy right. and confidence in who I was. So it would just mask it through environment and through other people. Absolutely. And they say that's a sign of healthiness that you can be alone. You yeah. can entertain yourself. You like yourself enough no, I only want to, to be, be by yourself. <laughs> yeah, now, and now you've totally flip-flopped. Everybody leave me no, alone. I'm so comfortable. <laughs> yes. Confident. Okay, so number three, she's a virtuous woman. She knows her value. Her price is far above rubies. So, and and yes, I got that. That is part of the Proverbs 31 woman. And I believe all of these 10 things really are the Proverbs 31 yeah. woman. But um, she being a virtuous woman, meaning that, she doesn't sleep with every guy she meets. She doesn't sleep with every guy that buys her dinner. You know, it, we've kind of gotten to a, a place in the, our culture where women think that they have to trade sex mm. for a dinner because the man pays, then she owes him something. She doesn't or owe him. Or even just attention. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he, she owes him a thank you and an appreciation. But um, if a man is taking a woman on a date thinking, when I buy her dinner, then she gets to repay me with sex— that woman needs to set the standard up front. Like, yeah. no, that, yeah. we're not doing that trade. I need to get to know you. So um, men, I have learned that men fall in love with a, a woman's virtue, yeah. meaning that she holds her cards close. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't have a 50-man body count mm -hmm. <laughs> under her belt, that she um, has enough self-respect and dignity to know that, just because I don't sleep with them. See, what I think women are afraid of is if they don't sleep with them, the next girl will. And the next girl probably will. But that's okay. You can have enough self-respect to say um, to say no and become the challenge that most men want. Yeah. Men, most men, and I guess, yes, there are exceptions to every rule, but they don't want a woman that is easy, mm -hmm. that will give her body to him mm -hmm. just because he asked. He's going to ask because he's a man. If he's a healthy, you know, warm-blooded man, he's going to ask, and that's okay. doesn't mean that he's there's something wrong with him or that he's a pervert. But a, a man actually likes a woman that says no because it's a challenge for him, yeah. and it tells him she's not sleeping around with other yeah. guys yeah. also. Yeah, he's not saying yes to everybody. Yeah. She's not saying yes to everybody else. It puts him on the hunt. Yeah. But the virtuous part of that is she goes into the date or whatever, coffee with him, already knowing 
she's going to say no. Yes. She's that got she's, her standards. Yes. That she's she is going to hold that boundary yep. mm-hmm. where I have gotten in that situation before going to make a game time decision. Yeah. You know, and that leads you nowhere <laughs> good because the virtue wasn't set ahead of time. Right. You know, so the you're boundary thinking, wasn't well, set. if I like this guy, yeah. I'm going to go on a date. You don't yeah. have that boundary set up. It's like, I maybe I will, maybe I won't. Depends mm-hmm. on how the date goes. Let's yes. see if I like him. Yeah. But if yeah. you are... Um, holding on to your virtue. And I'm not saying you have to be a virgin. I mean, yes, that would be great, but I think God is more interested in your heart yeah. than your virginity. Yeah. And there's you always get a second chance. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of women, because they've lost their virginity, virginity at maybe a younger age, as a teenager or in their 20s, think, well, what the heck? I've already yeah. lost it. Might as well yeah. just keep going. No, but you don't have to do that. virtue is something you can acquire. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does not matter what your past was. Right. The virtue is something you can acquire. Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. And like you going into a date, knowing that you have that yeah. standard, whether you really like him or not, mm-hmm. you have settled in your heart, yeah. in your mind, I'm not sleeping with you, even no matter how much yeah. I like you on the first date. I'm going to get to know you, yeah. and I want you to get to know me. And if he's not interested in getting to know you, move on, mm-hmm. move on. And if he says, well, yeah. then I'm not going to date you. I've actually had women say... Um, men will say, well, I'm not going to date you again if you're not going to sleep with me. And I am like, say, bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Well, again, <laughs> if you already have that boundary and that virtue, mm-hmm. it makes it not an emotional decision. Right. Not a decision in the moment when he's saying all the things he's saying. All the or right trying, Yeah, saying yeah. all the right things or saying not the right things, high insight, yeah. um, to get you to sleep with him. Another thing is I think we're seeing that on social media and these popular women, these Instagram famous women, these rappers, singers, these women are, to me, it looks like they're always ready. They're always available. They're always like exuding, just like ready to jump jump in bed. And you think as a woman, like, am I supposed to be that way? Wait, am I supposed to be that? And so if I don't give up, give it up to him, Mm -hmm. then like you said, he's just going to go along to the next one and get it with her. Well, wait a second. You didn't get to know me. Right. So if I do give it up, Maybe you'll get to know me, and then we'll form this connection, this emotional bond, which you have taught over and over and over again. That's not the way that men bond and connect. And if if he's... If he wants to move on and not date you because you're unwilling to have sex with him before you even have a relationship with him, he's not the right one for you. And that's okay. It's called sorting through. If you're out there in the dating world, you've got to sort through quickly. He doesn't have the same value as me. He doesn't respect my value. He doesn't respect my boundaries. So move on. And if he's just willing to say, nope, he's just not the right one. And good to know that up front. Don't get emotionally attached and then find out he's not the right one for you. Yeah. Number four, she's comfortable in her skin and she embraces her flaws. Mm. So to be a high-value woman doesn't mean you have the perfect boob-to-hip ratio, okay? It doesn't mean you have the perfect body, skin, hair, size. Being a high-value woman has more to do with your character, your heart, your mind, not your outward appearance. Yes, your outward appearance is, is important mm-hmm. because it's it's the first impression that people get when they yeah. see you, right? Yeah. So that's important. But the high value woman, again, she likes herself enough to take care of her body. Yeah. So she's going to do her best to eat right, be healthy, exercise, take care of herself, take her supplements, yeah. do whatever Smile. it takes to be mm-hmm. your best. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you have to to be perfect, yeah. which again, social media isn't going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And embracing those flaws, actually piggybacking off of Ruby's, when I've studied the Proverbs 31 woman before and you know her value is far above Ruby's, 
rubies actually get their value and their gemstone from their inclusions, from their natural inclusions that how they were made in the Mm. earth, how they were made by God. Unlike a diamond who's put under pressure to have no inclusions, to be absolutely perfect, you know, to have, uh, uh, to be perfect. Um, a, a ruby actually has more value because of its of the flaws imperfections. and imperfections. Isn't yeah, that great yeah. to know? So understanding there's beauty in what God created. And you had said something earlier that they used to put rubies on when they were building homes. Yeah. In biblical times, they would put ruby under uh, under the foundation of a home. It helps keep it stable. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a high value woman will bring stability. She yeah. is stable. She is steady. So I think that that's really yeah, important absolutely. to know. Um, so she knows she's not perfect, but she embraces her flaws and she's okay with that. Again, she has a confidence about her body, even, even in its imperfect state. Um, number five, she has healthy self-esteem. We did a whole po- podcast on self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So a woman that has healthy self-esteem, not low self-esteem, healthy self-esteem, again, she loves herself. She takes care of herself. She makes decisions that add to her esteem, not subtract from it. So if you're doing things that go against um, what your core values are, what your connection to God is, if you're doing the opposite of those yeah. things, it's going to you're going to take hits to your self-esteem. If you're saying yes when you really want to say no, yeah. you're going to take a hit to your self-esteem. If you're um, somebody asks you for something and you don't want to give it, but they're pressuring you, and then you give it, you're going to walk away and feel resentful. Yeah. You're going to be mad at yourself. Um, you know, my friend and I, we were skiing the other day, the other week, and we had a Uber driver that was taking us to the airport, and he was doing his best to work for that tip. And he was carrying our skis and our legs, and we're like, we got it, we got it, because it was way too much for one man to carry, yeah. but he wouldn't hear it. And so he is taking all of our stuff and through the airport, and we're kind of looking at each other like, okay, we already paid a lot of money for this Uber. Now he wants a tip, and it was an outrageous price. And so I'm like, I'm not tipping him, because we've already paid above and beyond what what a normal Uber would cost in that area because we checked this out later. And my friend was like, no, I have to give him a tip. So she pulls out money and tips him. She didn't want to. And then she was mad at herself afterwards. Yeah. She was just like, oh, why did I do that? And and see, that again is sticking to your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like he was working us. <laughs> and yeah. I would have felt just fine walking away without tipping him. But she, she did. And then she... Re- you know, resented, was mad at herself. Though doing those kinds of things, again, not sticking to your boundary, will chip away at your self-esteem. Yep. All right. Number six, she loves herself more than any man. Mm -hmm. This one got a lot of pushback, even from men, when I did a a short on this. And what people were saying, well, I thought we weren't supposed to be selfish. As if loving yourself is selfish. Here's what I mean by that. If a woman does not love herself more than a man, value herself more than a man, she is going to run the risk of getting into an unhealthy relationship with a man because she will have no boundaries, no standards, because she so wants his approval and wants his love and needs him so desperately that she'll just say yes, yes, yes when she doesn't want to. Um, It's actually better for the man that she loves herself more than you because Men fall in love with women. Women share the love they have for themselves with men. And I know that might sound odd to you, but if you're a man and you're listening to this, you don't want a needy, whiny, 
messed up, screwed up lady who doesn't know her value, who doesn't know her worth, because you're going to have to be her rescuer, her fixer, and you can't do that. Responsible for making her happy. Yeah, she's going to look to you for that. A woman who loves herself, again, she's healthy, she's stable, steady, knows how to entertain herself, isn't needy having to have you near her at all times, 24-7. Isn't it better for a man who wants to add to her, to add to her happiness, to add to her life, to add to you know, the not, enjoyment that she's having add to her happiness, know, she, yes. not be the sole resource yeah, of her yeah, own, yeah. of her happiness. Yeah. Because you can't be really, you know, because happiness is an yeah. internal state. It's not dependent on how people are around us or our outward external circumstances. Yeah. Which that's biblical. I mean, to give yeah. out of your overflow. That's you have right. to, you have to learn what your own capacity is, what you need in that season right. to be filled up especially when you have young children, a young marriage, family, all of that, work, career, you know, you have to figure out what it takes to fill yourself up so you can give out of your overflow. When you're running on empty and then you still need to give to your children and your husband, there's no, there's no, like you can feel that there's a lack of joy in that. Yeah. There's a lack of contentment. Absolutely. All right. So we're on number seven. A high-value woman receives generously what a man has to provide. I also got some pushback on this one. Um, It takes, to be able to receive, it takes generosity. If you don't receive, if you refuse to receive, do you know that that's what's selfish? Mm -hmm. So if a man wants to, and again, because, you know, we're talking a lot about male-female relationships, but this applies to every area of your life. If you won't receive what a man has to provide, he wants to pull out your chair. He wants to open your door. He wants to buy you a meal. He wants to treat you like a feminine woman. So many women these days have become so masculine because they drank the Kool-Aid of the feminist movement saying, we don't need men. Men aren't necessary. We can do it all by ourselves. Yeah, maybe we can, but who wants to? Who wants to? I, for one, love being treated like a lady with all the men in my life. Not just my husband, but my son, my male friends, my husband's friends. I like being treated like the queen, like a woman, like a, a feminine woman. I don't know why women resist that so much, um, except they think that they have to be that way to be a strong woman. And I think it takes strength just to build to receive and to be a generous receiver. If you are the feminine energy in the relationship and you're with a masculine energy man, he has way more to provide than you can possibly know. But And the more receiving you are, that is actually what bonds him to you. That's what bonds a man to you. It's not sex. It's what he is able to provide. He loves being that protector, your hero. Yeah. We've, we've got to give men these days in this culture a chance to be that for us and yeah. not just always be our own hero. I can yeah. do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. Even though you maybe you can, learning to receive what he wants to provide is huge in a relationship. Yeah. Huge. I think it's left women ragged, tired. Yeah. <laughs> Exhausted. Yeah. Trying to be too thin. The yeah, yeah, because we drank the Kool-Aid right. and... I uh, thought we had to do it all, right. but really, I mean, we've made some changes the last year or two in our marriage, in our environment, our home life, and I equate that to the the more I'm able, able to anchor down at home and the more peace I have when I'm home and in my feminine role, yeah. actually, the harder, the faster, the stronger my husband can be in his work, in his job, what he's pursuing, right. and he feels 
Like he's empowered to do so much more yeah. when I'm able to receive what he has to provide. Right. That, and that is huge because Danielle was a career woman, yeah. right? Yeah. She, I mean, you didn't get married until you were I mean, 29. Well, and I married Christian because, I mean, not only, but one of the things I loved about my husband was before we got married was how much he supported me in yeah. my career and how mm-hmm. much he supported me in my education. Yeah. Yeah. And he was behind me 100%. Yeah, he fully respected yeah, you in yeah. that. That was one of the things I think Absolutely. that drew him I was to never you gonna, also. Yep, I was yeah. never going to step back in the right. home. And mm-hmm. so for you now to be a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling three yeah. kids, that's a huge change. Yeah, it's been a huge shift. But you have yeah. said, in even in our other you know podcasts, yeah. that it's been better for your family, Absolutely. better for your relationship. 100%. Isn't 100%. I had so much masculine energy. Yeah. And we would you had to. You were alone. Yeah. You were by yourself. Yes. And I just think the way me and Christian were vibe together. I don't know. I was able to, I was able to do it till a certain point. We got to about 10 years in our marriage and it was like, who's going to be the man (laughs) who like, we got to a hard point. You know, I think it's, I think it works and it's fine until you have children who need to be raised at home, you know, who needs to come, they need to come to a nurturing environment. And we had hit some rough patches. We had hit some, uh, a financial place, a job place where we needed to make some changes. And at that moment, it's like, who? okay, who's going to lead? Yeah. Who's going to do this? It was all fine and good while everything is fine and good until you get to that place. And it's like, who's going to get us over this mountain? Yeah, yeah. And we had that conversation. I remember Christian's dad having that conversation with him too. It's like, if you let her lead, then she's, then she'll lead. Yeah, she's going to be the and man that's in the relationship. relationship. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to set you up for the next 10 years right. or destruction. Right. And so right. at that, I had to get with God and— yeah. Um, you know, pull back and a little be bit. okay, yeah, and stop criticizing and correcting and questioning what he was able to provide, wow. and be okay with things are going to be okay. Right, God ultimately is going to take care of us. Right, He talks to my husband. Right, and receive and not expect more than what he's able to provide in right. every season. I right. think that's important too huge, huge. for women, especially who have grown up in this feminist movement. That like. He can provide what he can provide, and you've got to trust God for more. That's right. That's right. Very, very good. Okay, so number eight, a high-value woman is at peace with herself and her world. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Well, if you're at peace with yourself, then— then you exude peace to those around you, Mm -hmm. okay? That's—you're going to create—you'll create an environment of peace, which I think is kind of— what has happened in your yeah. guys' world where now when Christian comes home and you're already at home, you've got the house in order, the yeah. kids in order, everybody's happy, you're at peace, it immediately yeah. puts him at peace. Yeah. And men, working masculine men, crave peace, especially after a hard day at work, they crave peace. And I know there's a lot of women out there that are saying, yeah, but I work full-time too. I get it. But I think it's hard for men to be attracted and drawn to women who are panicked, stressful, frazzled, yeah. you know, that aren't at peace. Because a man feels like, I, I've got to save her. I've got to protect her from, yeah. from herself. I want her to be at peace. So I think, you know, one person being at peace helps the other one to be at peace. But um, also being at peace for a woman, I think, means that you're able to express how you feel, express your emotions, mm-hmm. and you can manage your emotions. Yeah. You don't fly off the handle. I, again, there's going to be times. Yeah. There's always times where- Always, but where, you relate to your emotions in a yes, healthy way. Yes, you have a healthy yeah. relationship yeah. with your emotions. You can express them. You can feel them. You can talk about them. 
Um, sometimes you got to cry it out, shout it out, maybe write yeah. it out on a piece of paper, but you're able to manage them, yeah. however that looks for you, without being just a panicked hot mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. All right. Um, a high-value woman, number nine, she keeps her affections closely guarded. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, she doesn't just give her affections to just anybody, yeah. okay? She has her boundaries, and she is um, she has good boundaries about who can touch her, how they can touch her, where and when they can touch her. And this is for everybody. You know, her husband, other men, her even her kids. You know, yeah. it's like she has the boundary set. Like, I need I need mommy time, kids. <laughs> you're going to have to... Yeah, no, gonna and I'm going to be touched off. out by the end of the day. <laughs> touched out, if yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, but, um, and just who she is spending time... Um, That's good. Bec- ...being intimate with. You know, she, I believe that, a, especially a married woman does not share intimacies and affections with other men, men that are not her husband. She doesn't talk about her marital problems with the guy at work, okay? Because you can create a bond there, a connection, because the guy at work is like, oh, man, I feel for you. Or, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. saying with a man, he shouldn't be talking to his workmate, female workmate, about marital problems, okay? You keep your stuff to yourself and you talk to a counselor. If you need outside help, you talk to a yeah. professional, a pastor, um, a girl, girls can talk to their girlfriends, guys can talk to the guy friends, but mixing the two doesn't, you know, yeah. man and woman, because there are too many, too many, uh, your affections can be transferred over to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So she keeps her affections closely guarded. Number 10, her life commands respect from all who know her because her clear cut boundaries have afforded her this honor. Again, a woman who knows her value, she knows who she is in the eyes of God, she has healthy self-esteem, she knows her worth, She's she has good boundaries, okay? She's confident in the boundaries that she has set up for herself, for her personal self, for her life, for her family, at her job place, and, and, and so people respect that. When she walks into a room, yeah. she doesn't have to demand yeah. Attention, recognition, yeah. or respect. It's just who she is kind yeah. of commands it. I just think the we way all, she carries herself. Yeah, we all can picture that woman, you know, yeah. who walks into a room and it just, she brings an aura with her. Yeah. Everybody just kind of, hmm, yeah. who's that? Or looks her way or the room goes quiet when she walks in right. because she just, she does. She doesn't demand, but right. she commands. Yeah, and she has a class about her, yeah. you know, in the way that she dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, she dresses modestly. Doesn't mean you have to be prudish. It doesn't mean you can't be sexy. But again, sexiness too is in the eye of the beholder yeah. because I think classy is very sexy. And I, <laughs> I know a lot of men that would say that too. Yeah. And showing way too much skin and and dressing trampy, it might be sexy, but it's going to get you the wrong kind of yeah. attention. Yeah. It's not going to get you the kind of attention that you want or anything long lasting. It's it's good in the, in, a, in the moment, maybe for that particular guy who finds you sexy and attractive, but I think again, just dressing a little bit modestly and 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 classy, and again, still beautiful and sexy. Yeah, people have that self esteem. So yeah, so, so that is a high value woman. Do you have anything <laughs> else to add? No, I just think these are tools that yeah. are not going to be caught. Yes, they have to be taught. If you are a parent raising yes. children. You know, even if you are going to church every weekend and they're in their children's ministry, um, like these are explicit things that have to be taught, yeah. not caught. I 
you know, I had this transformation in my mid to late 20s where I did not have these tools. I was not the high value woman and I was not getting the results that I ultimately Mm. wanted to be married, to have children, to have a family. And it really did take an environment change. It took relationship change as far as like who I was um, hanging around, what I was doing and really getting around some other virtuous people who had boundaries and learning from them, learning, looking at them, identifying what they're doing a little bit different. And then at that time, you know, I started being in an environment where you are coming around as well and started to hear these tools and these teachings. And I really did have to take some time and set myself apart from friends, environment, relationships, even leaving certain things behind and kind of ghosting it because I knew this is what I wanted. I wanted to be a high quality woman. Uh, yeah, high value woman. I wasn't. Hmm. Um, so I think that's to say too, like, even if you've messed all this up, even if yeah. your body count is super high and you feel shame about it, like the, these are virtuous things that can be taught at any age. Never too or late. you could, yes. Absolutely. And God can use Great all point. of it. Great point. And set you up for a life yes. that you, that he's calling you to. Right. Right. That's so good. And I remember you saying also that, you know, you were 27, 28, and you started saying, you know, hey, I'm getting up there in age, and I've not met the the man of my dreams, and I want to have children, and I need to change something up. Yes. And and that's when you started going to church, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, all of this just kind of like converged in the same year where I wasn't going to church. I was going out. I was dating DJs. I had that nightlife. Yeah. Um, fr- friends who weren't holding me accountable necessarily in this way. Not that I needed yeah. friends. Because they were doing the too. same thing. <laughs> yes, yes. We were all out, you know. And so I got a flyer in the mail by the grace of God, started, you know, checking out this church, started yeah. going to church, started to get involved. That's where I met Christian. Yeah. And um, and that's where I started to see, like, wait a second. So all of this friend group went to a movie and now everybody's just going to go home. <laughs> like to me, that was foreign. To me, that was like, like, we so like 10 o'clock. We don't go home at 10. Like we go out at 10 o'clock. That's just when everything's starting to get going. Oh, we don't. Now we don't start the night and go out and then go home with whoever we meet. And, wow. you know, so you just started. I had to change my environment. Yeah. I also think I've known couples um, now that we've been married for a while, couples who have gotten divorced. And because it is due to someone stepping outside the marriage, sometimes it takes changing the environment. Right. If you That's realize so your good. affections are getting too close to somebody in the work environment yeah. or he's, you know, vice versa, sometimes you just have to set that boundary and right. leave, take yourself out of that right. environment because environment and relationships truly are everything. Yes. Yes. But teaching yeah. our kids this, knowing like this was not caught for me. I had to be taught. Yeah. So now I want my children not to have the yes. same struggles I had right. through my 20s and um, to be that high-value woman, to have yeah. that self-esteem and to teach them young. This is explicit. Yeah. So, and, so and you good. know, these qualities, these high-value qualities, if you are a single woman, you will attract a high-value man. Yeah. And I, I don't believe, I've heard it said that men are the ones who set a woman's value. I totally disagree with that. Yeah. We set our value. 
because of our what we believe in our hearts, what are our core values, we get to set that. And so if you want a high-value man, you got to be a high-value yeah. woman. <laughs> and I think pretty soon we're going to talk about a high-value We're going to talk about that on so, the next podcast. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know when the next episode is coming to you, especially that one about high-value men. And it helps us if you leave a comment or have any questions, please put them down below. And make sure you check out Danielle on Instagram and Facebook.